Welcome to the As You Are podcast. Hey y'all, it's Emily. I am so, so excited that it's finally the holidays. Anna and I have put together a fun podcast for you guys. We chat about some of our weird Thanksgiving meal traditions and we talk all about gratitude. How can we establish this as a practice in our lives? It's some really good stuff, so settle in. All right. I can't believe we made it to week 10 of the podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) That's so wild. And on top of that, it is almost Thanksgiving, like literally four days away. I know. It's crazy. I just can't believe it. I feel like the weeks have been going by so fast. I know. I was thinking about this literally this morning about how on the last podcast we recorded, we talked about how we were going to decorate before Thanksgiving. I know. And now I'm like, I don't know if I actually am. I don't know if I am <laughs> I mean, either. I like want to, but yeah. Like for maybe Christmas, I will for Christmas. tonight. I know. Literally, I had the same thought. I was like, maybe I'll start pulling some stuff out tonight. We should do it but. and then take a picture and post it on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> okay perfect. <laughs> do a little decorating. Yes. We're not going to get our tree yet. Oh, you get a real tree. I forgot about that. We get a real tree. And I don't, we also have radiators in our house because it's a really old house. And the only place to really put the tree that makes sense is like close to a radiator. Oh no. So Everett and I were, it's not like super close, but it's close enough that we're like, all right, we got to like wait to get the tree because we don't want it to dry out. Yeah. It can't be dry. (laughs) Catch fire. (laughs) You know, that'd be bad. So my mom is so funny. She sent me a article about how to prevent house fires this time of year. (laughs) And it's probably don't get a live Christmas tree. Well, it's like space heaters can do a lot of damage. Mm, so I have a space heater under my desk. Oh, that's so nice. We are not set up well. Nice to not and cozy. Have a fire. That's okay. Just turn it off before you go to sleep. Yeah, that's true. I don't leave it on. Okay, good. I was thinking about this on my walk this morning. Do you have any like Thanksgiving traditions? Ooh. Um, do y'all do anything like every year? We don't. My family like doesn't really have any Thanksgiving traditions, and I always wanted Thanksgiving traditions. Our traditions really have more to do with the weird things that we serve at our meal. <laughs> like, like what? Like, okay, I don't know if anybody else does this, but we have this one dish called um, – cranberry crunch and it's basically it's basically a like cranberry and apple cobbler but it's treated as if it is just like a normal side dish it's like a a second dessert like a pre-dessert but it's a side dish it's a side dish yeah you get to have that with your meal afterwards you get to have more pie yeah (laughs) (laughs) amazing I do feel like like this southern Thanksgivings are will have some rant like you're like where what is that coming from like I remember and I don't even think this was necessarily just Thanksgiving but one of my best friends Ivy who grew up in Georgia uh she told me about congealed salad oh yeah have you ever heard of this of course okay I have. that is not <laughs> a thing that is not a thing in Virginia it's like jello plus cream yeah. plus floating yes. fruit yes Oh my gosh. I, I mean, maybe people think it's delicious, but one, that is not a salad. Okay? No, definitely not. Anyways, it, she told me about that, and I've always wondered, like, what other random things people end up having at Thanksgiving. Okay, so Cranberry Crunch is my um, delicious weird one, but I have I two it. gross weird ones. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, okay, I'm ready. So, my mom's side of the family is from South Georgia 
coastal Georgia. So they always have oyster casserole. I think what? that's what it's called. But yeah, it's like it's like breading and like canned oysters. Oh, cooked. I, I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty gross. I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't ever eat that. No, no, no. I just skip right on past that. <laughs> uh, but the other one, so my dad's side of the family is from middle Georgia, super southern and country. And this is a dish that any other kind of like southern girls might have seen on a table. So okay. it's called, it's another salad that's not a salad. And okay. it's called pear salad. It's really easy. I can teach you how to make it right now. All you do okay. is you take okay. canned pears, so they're cut in half. And you know how pears have like a little hole where the pit is? Yeah. And in that hole, you put a dollop of mayonnaise. No. No, and then you Emily, want, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you want to sprinkle it oh with some cheddar cheese. And then okay. on top of okay. all of that, you put a red cherry. That's the entire salad. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> I know. Is it, is it orange cheddar cheese or orange. white cheddar? Yeah, orange. Oh, no. I feel like you should do white cheddar just for presentation. It might look better that way. Wow. You know, the thing is, like, your family continues to have these every year, so they must be good, like, in some sense, you Some know? people like them. That's true. Not me, though. Like, they they keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, they establish themselves. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. Uh, well, we don't have anything like that, but I will live vicariously through you. Well, do you have anything? I mean, do you just do a standard Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, we just pretty much do a standard Thanksgiving meal. Everett, my husband, his family grew up and like was big Thanksgiving people. My family just like, I don't know if it's because like there's a very like health culture in my family. Like everybody's mm. like eat healthy, da da da. Um, but Everett's first Thanksgiving with us, I think he was a bit disappointed, <laughs> which is hilarious. We like joke about it, but also my family has like a lot of different dietary things. So like some of my one of my sisters is vegan and her husband's vegan. My other sister's vegetarian. What at one point my dad was keto and my sister in law can't have dairy. Like there's a lot going on. Oh, that so is trying a lot. to make a meal for our family is like literally trying to like solve a the quadratic <laughs> equation. I don't know. Like it's very complicated because you're like, okay, it can't have this and it can't have this and it can't have this, but. Uh, yeah, so I feel like for Thanksgiving, we always have turkey. Like, most of us, some of us still eat meat. Everett was very disappointed the first time he had Thanksgiving with us because our sweet potato casserole, like, wasn't sweet enough. <laughs> and so then the next year, <laughs> the next year, he was like, I'm going to make this. And so then he made the sweet potato casserole. <laughs> and nobody ate it. Oh, my God. Because it was too sweet. Except for my sister-in-law. He and my sister-in-law, like, always bond over this because they both really loved it and both agreed that our sweet, the Goodrich, that's my maiden name, Goodrich, sweet potato casserole should be sweeter. Oh, my gosh. Wait, did Everett put marshmallows on top? I think he did pecans, but it yeah. was, like, very, like, like candy Brown pecans. sugar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Now I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I know. Me too. I really am. Um, so when we were talking on the phone earlier, you mentioned, 
actually, this sort of is a tradition. Well, you just tell them what you do every year around Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. So this is something that when I was in college, my Bible study leader freshman year, her name was Carol Killian. She's now Carol Marr. And she is like the best person ever. She's so fun. And I love her a lot. But she did this thing every Thanksgiving where she would like take her journal or you could type it up, but you write down a hundred things that you're thankful for. And it can feel kind of like overwhelming and almost like how am I, how in the world am I going to write a hundred things down that I'm grateful for or thankful for, but you start like a week before. So you would start like the Thursday before Thanksgiving or the Sunday before. And like, it doesn't have to finish on Thanksgiving. But it's just fun, like, and then you can look back each year, like, I haven't, full disclaimer, have not done 100 things every year. Like, sometimes I'm like, all right, I get to 50, I'm done. But it does, like, one, make you pause and reflect, which I think is really important. Like, you think about your year and what have you been grateful for this year, what things have happened. But then also in the future, like, I can look back at last year's list and be like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot that thing happened. Um, I don't know. It's just like a fun way to practice gratitude, but also to try and like really pause and think about your year. It's almost like a precursor to writing like New Year's. Right. That's what I was thinking. Things. I don't know. But yeah, I highly recommend it. That's a really good idea. I feel like we should all do this together and we on the next podcast, I'm going to ask you a few of yours, but I think okay. the, one of the reason why this is one of the reasons why this is so good is because I think that a hundred is a good number to shoot for because yeah. it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could be like, I'm thankful Mm-mm. that I have a house. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm thankful that. I mean, literally every, every list I write, I'm thankful for the sun. Like, yes. Literally, like, in the sky. The sun in the sky. Yes. I love sunshine. And I think it's so cool. It is a, an amazing way to practice gratitude and kind of start that posture in our heart leading into the holiday season and celebrating mm-hmm. the birth of Jesus because, I mean, how often do we sit down and spend that much time thinking about what we're grateful for? So I think that's yeah, really awesome. That's really true. It is fun to be able to look back and, like... I don't know, like next year you can look back at your list and say like, oh, wow, I forgot that Jones was doing this at that time. Like, you know, it's just a sweet, sweet, fun little thing. And it builds on itself each year, which is cool. Yeah. So any of you girls out there listening, this is something that would be really cool for all of us to do together. So just make a little note and remember that as this week goes on to start jotting down things, like make a bullet point list of a hundred and then just start mm-hmm. filling it in. Okay. So I kind of just want to dive into the topic of gratitude because this is actually something that based on how many times it's mentioned in the Bible and based on how many times Jesus instructs his followers to be thankful, it seems really important to God. And I kind of want to dig into yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I have a verse First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus towards you. So this is saying it's God's will for us to give thanks in everything. 
And to me, mm-hmm. what stands out there is no matter what the circumstances are, every day, good or bad, ups and downs, it's God's will for us to practice gratitude. Yeah. That's cool too because I feel like a lot of times, especially in college, people are like, what's my like, not what's God's will for my life, but kind of like that type of question. Like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? And it's literally saying like, this is the will of God for you is to be thankful. Right. That's such a good point. I was talking to some people who were about to graduate and a big stress factor in their life is choosing what's the right career path for me or what's the right city for me to move to what's God's will for me in this next season. And it's really cool to see it through this lens because God's will for you is that you would be grateful in everything. And I love just before verse 18 in this first Thessalonians verse, first Thessalonians five, 16 says, always be joyful, period. Never stop praying, period. And then it leads into Mm -hmm. the verse I just read. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So that's the New Living Translation. And I love that because it's like three really easy, almost too simple seeming things. Yeah. Always be joyful. Never stop Mm -hmm. praying. And be thankful in all circumstances. So... For me, always be joyful. I don't, I want to take that completely literally. Is there a way that we have access to joy in Christ no matter what? And the answer is yes. Never stop praying. If you want access to that joy, continue praying about every single thing. Um, It's way too easy to try to take control of these things by just scheduling out your time or Um, taking more meetings or planning ahead, you know, like the 10-year plan or whatever. But if instead of taking all of our effort to our networking and our planning, we could choose to be obedient to God by taking all of that effort to our prayer life. (laughs) Yeah. For me, that was what stood out today. Yeah. I also think like as you're reading that, it's, it's cyclical. Like, when we're joyful, we're going to want to be like in communication with Jesus. But then the main thing that I'm thinking is like when we're thankful, it leads to more joy. Like it's like a circle. Completely. Um, Because I think when we allow our minds to start to get bogged down or like I know, at least for me personally, like when I start to have a negative attitude about something, it just like bleeds into everything else. Yeah. If we're allowing ourselves to practice thankfulness – and it's actually a practice, like it's not just a mindset, then that leads to more joy because we're seeing the Lord's blessings in our lives and we're seeing how he's providing and remembering it instead of just like letting it fall by the wayside and forget. Um, I think that's really important. Like it, it completely changes our mindsets. I love that. And I think that God is so intentional with us He gives us a simple command and says, give thanks. And then after that, the relationship is learning to trust him, that he knows our hearts, he knows our needs well enough to tell us exactly where to go to be fulfilled. So 
as simple as it seems, this practice of gratitude is an exercise in our faith Mm -hmm. of watching God's promises come true in our life. It's such a powerful picture of how if we trust God, His will does come to pass in our life, but we just have to trust Him and we have to obey Him. Obviously, that's easier said than done, and it's really something that just happens over our entire life as we practice this. Yeah. And there's one more challenge that I've been giving myself and would love to extend to you guys as well, and that is expressing your gratitude to God. And that can look a lot of different ways, but there is a quote that I'm you may have heard, I'm not sure, but it says, unexpressed gratitude expresses ingratitude. So that basically means that if you don't let somebody know that you're grateful, uh-huh. then they might perceive that you're mm. not grateful at all. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, and my mom t- has said that to me. My granddad has said that to me. And it's a reminder to tell people that you're grateful. Yeah. But it's also so interesting how that applies to our relationship with God because he does notice when we express our gratitude. It matters to him. Yeah. How do you think we do that? Like what would you say are ways that we begin to express gratitude to God? Okay. I have a five-point list that I've made and I made a little graphic for it for the holidays just in case you want to have it somewhere to remember this by. But okay, number one, Remember, you got to remember what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. And it could have been years ago. It could have been yesterday. It could be big or small. But choosing to remember it is an act of gratitude. Number mm-hmm. two, say it in prayer. So take it to God and say to him, I'm so grateful for this. And that's between you and him. But then number three is say it to people So find your friends, find your close people and say, I'm so grateful because God has been showing up for me lately and here's how. And that definitely communicates your gratitude in public, which is an expression of your faith, which is awesome. Number four, and this one I think is important, serve in response. So we're so grateful for what God has done for us when we're so undeserving and our response is serving others. That's true. are so many ways that this can be a practical step for you over the holidays. Say you have some money to give. Maybe you set aside some of the money that you want to give and look into a good organization that you feel like is doing really cool things. Um, I mean, actually, As You Are is a great place to donate because we're putting on free events and doing things like that for college-age girls. It's an awesome place to give your money. Or if you want to tithe, to your church. That's amazing. There's also a lot of ways that are not financial. That would be super awesome ways for you to serve. I think about this a lot, but when I was growing up, my parents used to take me to our church where we would serve meals to the needy. And there's a lot of different places that do that. I think soup kitchens do it. The Salvation Army does it, possibly even the Red Cross. But I feel like you could just Google it and find a place where you can serve around the holidays. And last but not least, this is the easiest way. Call your grandparents. I know that sounds like, how could that be serving God? But I feel like expressing love to the people in our lives and expressing our gratitude to the people in our lives for our relationship with them is such a holy practice. Just 
saying thank you to God for the relationships that you have and then reaching out to those people and saying, hey, I just want you to know that you mean a lot to me. And you can write them a letter, you can send them a text, you can give them a call, but it just means so much to them to hear from you. And it's just been on my heart over the past couple of weeks to remind everybody, reach out to your grandparents, reach out to your parents, reach out to your loved ones. It's really an act of love. So let's show them this time of year how much they mean to us. And last is just repeat. So start back at the beginning. Remember, say it in prayer, say it to people, serve in response, repeat. So that's the little way that I'm thinking about putting my gratitude into practice this holiday season. And hopefully it's something that I will keep doing throughout the whole year. Yeah. And what's cool about serving others too, is it gets the focus off of yourself. Like, and when we are less focused on ourselves and more focused on the world around us, it also creates a heart of gratitude because we're not so like inwardly focused. One of my old bosses is a speaker. She's incredible. And she would always talk about navel gazing, which is like looking at your own belly button. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she what? Like, we, we all need to stop navel gazing, like look up and look around. This Whoa. is Catherine Wolf. She's amazing. Um, but I think that that's so true. Like when we're serving others, we're taking the attention off of ourselves and putting it outward, you know? That's amazing. I've never heard that. And that is going to stick in my mind. I know. Okay, so let's talk about remembering because that is the first of the five things that I feel like help really facilitate a heart of gratitude. And God actually says this a lot to his people. Jesus says this a lot throughout scripture. And you were telling me earlier, paraphrasing something that stood out to you about God telling his people to remember. And so I was wondering if you would repeat it here for me. Yes. Remember my faithfulness. Remember how I've provided. Remember how I brought you through the Red Sea, like when he was talking to the Israelites and he brought them out of slavery. And when I think about gratitude, like that's kind of what I go back to is just remembering um, and how remembering is really a holy practice in a lot of ways. Like it's slowing down. It's cutting out all the other noise that yeah. and the things that are vying for our attention which oftentimes make us less grateful. If having a quiet time feels scary to you and you're like, I have no idea how to even begin doing that, start by just thanking God for what he's done and for things in your life that you're grateful for. Like That's such an easy way to start. Yes, I totally agree. And also meditating on certain scripture. So I did find a couple more verses about being thankful and giving thanks. So I'm going to read them for us now. This is Psalm 7, 17. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise Mm -hmm. to the name of the Lord, the Most High. And here's Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. Mm -hmm. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. That's so good. Thinking about the Lord being a shield, I think, is really cool, too. I love that. Protecting us. Yes, and being our strength and our heart Mm -hmm. trusting in Him. That's Psalm 28, 7. I really like that one. If you feel like you have a hard time knowing what worship is, this is another practical way for you to express your gratitude to God and it be an Mm -hmm. act of worship. Yeah, that's so true. 
So maybe we should end the podcast by sharing one thing that we're grateful for this week. I'll go first so you can think a minute. Okay. This week, I am thankful for my mom. She got me Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, Stop. This That's is, amazing. It's so unlike her. And she would even say the exact same thing. She told me on the phone, I can't believe that I did this and I'm doing this. But she, she heard that I wanted to go and I've never been. And the concert is in April, which is my birthday month. Fun. You had to get a verified account to get Taylor Swift tickets this time. She signed up, got a verified account, and then she waited, quote, in line for like six hours yesterday. What? She was doing other work too, so luckily she didn't have to just sit there and wait, but she had her computer open waiting, watching it for literally six hours while she was waiting to get me, Michael, my mom, and my sister tickets to go for my birthday. Wait, that's amazing. Truly kind. That's so fun. That's so kind. I love that. I am very grateful for Tuck, my puppy. He is asleep right now on my feet, and he's doing so good. Also, this morning, we made it all the way to the park, which was a big deal. The park is three blocks away, but he doesn't often like to walk very far. Like He gets tired or he gets scared. And this morning we made it all the way there. And it was so fun because I knew he would like being there. It's like this huge open field. And when we got there, he was really excited, which was fun. Yay. So I'm grateful oh that goodness. he's asleep right now. And I'm grateful that we made it to the park. <laughs> I feel like that park being so close is going to be awesome for y'all in general. It's amazing. Yes. It's literally like this huge open field. So like if we can just get in there, then he can run around. And there's a dog park in it. He's just not quite old enough to go into the dog park yet. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's wrap up with a quick recap. Okay, guys. So we said a lot of different things throughout this podcast. But to start, we want everybody this week, so whenever you're listening to this podcast, even if you're listening to this podcast and it's like the day after Thanksgiving, we think it's a really important practice and would be really helpful to write down 100 things that you're grateful for. We're both going to do it, and we want y'all to do it as well. Yes, and we have our five ways of showing gratitude. One, remember. Two, say it in prayer. Three, say it to people. Four, serve in response. And five, repeat. Just do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to go ahead and read back the scripture that you guys can start meditating on for gratitude. First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, Psalm seven seventeen, and Psalm twenty eight seven. So those are really good starting places, and then you mm-hmm. can Google more after that. But all of these resources are going to be posted on our website, which is our podcast homepage. So ayaministries.com, and then you just click the podcast tab, and you can find everything you need. Yeah. And just a reminder, like as we're going, finishing up this podcast and going out into our weeks, gratitude is a practice, and practicing is not perfection. Like we're not always going to get it right. We're not always going to have the perfect grateful mindset. But we get to try and practice that and try and train our minds to see the good and the blessings and the way that the Lord is providing instead of focusing on the negatives. So don't get down on yourself if it feels like 
practicing gratitude is hard. <laughs> it's practicing. It's called practicing for a reason. Yes, and there is strength in numbers. So if you want to practice gratitude with your roommates, with the other girls in your Bible study, maybe you can get a group text going where you guys constantly make it a conversation about what you're grateful for and what God's doing in your life. Yeah, I love that. And the final thing that I don't know why is just on my heart to tell you to reach out to your grandparents. Just do it. Yeah. Just reach out. Reach out to your people. Love your people, guys. Yes, for sure. All right. Let's pray together. I will pray for us. Perfect. God, we trust you. We believe your promises. And you say as a command that you want us to be grateful, that you want us to give thanks and that that will produce joy and peace in our lives. And so would you just give us the strength and the energy to obey you today, to chase down gratitude as a practice, to constantly be expressing back to you how grateful we are? Would you just give us eyes to see the things that you're doing in our lives in the way that even the smallest things can be a big part of your plan? Would you bless the holidays, our family time, and our efforts to grow closer to you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So do we have any As You Are related announcements? Yeah. So if you are at UNC or UGA or South Carolina, there are Bible studies going on for y'all. Bama, we're working on it. We promise we're going to start Bible studies there soon. But for right now, those three schools, if you are like, I want to get involved, how do I find out about Bible study? Either check us out on Instagram, you can DM us, or you can also email our team, which uh, our email is as you are team at gmail.com. And we would love to help get you connected. Yes, we would. And you need to go to our website, ayaministries.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and sign up to receive our newsletter. It's such a good way to stay in the loop. Yes. We're going to do something fun for Advent, and it's just a time of preparing our hearts for Christmas. I know Emily and I both love Advent season, so we are excited about what we're going to do, but we're not going to tell you what it is just yet. And that is our last announcement. It concludes the podcast for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. And don't forget to share it with anyone that you think would like it. And rate us. Yes, give us a rating. Five stars, please. And don't forget to follow us. And we hope that you guys just have the most amazing Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.